0: Breaking it down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here and uh, part of a continuing series with Molly Dahl, a wonderful author, philosopher, educator, and uh, is just wonderful. Her latest, her latest is the art of emotional resilience. An Everyday Guide to resisting Reaction, Cultivating Compassion, and Gracefully Managing Yourself. Molly Dahl, how are you?
1: I'm great. Thank you so much, Frank.
0: Well, I hope I got the title right. That's a, that's a mouthful. It's a great title, but it's a mouthful.
1: Yeah, it's a long one. But And you did. Yeah, it is a long one. There's a lot of stuff in this book, though, that, you know, emotional resilience isn't just this overnight, easy little thing like... Oh, I just want to be graceful, <laughs> you <laughs> <Right>. know. <laughs> so there's a there's a lot of stuff in here to help you get there. Yeah, well,
0: if you if you think about it, when you're sitting down and you're writing out the title, I I'm assuming you've already had the book written and the title came afterwards, right? Or was it the other way around? Did, did you come up with a, a great title and say, I'm going to cover all of these. I'm going to check all these boxes. I'm going to cover all of these subjects and make sure it fits in there. I'm, I'm assuming, and this is a guess, and you could tell me right or wrong that the title came after the book was written.
1: Yes. Um, I had an idea about the art of emotional resilience and I kind of thought that would be the title but the that whole big long subtitle yeah. <laughs> came way later, and a lot of back and forth with my editor on refining it. Yeah, I think the type, the subtitle took as long to write as the book.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, hey, listen, but for good reason, you know, you it's there's a lot that goes into. The, the subtitle and I, I know you were nice. You said you could only you just have to say the art of uh, you know the, uh, emotional resilience, which is uh, it, which says a lot right there. But to me, it's important to get all of that in there, because uh, you know th- there's there's a lot of that in there and it there is uh, and the book is uh, is something that covers a lot of ground, and it, it's not a quick easy. It's not a uh, and I don't mean it's not easy to read. I'm saying it's not a quick easy explanation here's your title you know uh you know uh, jamie's cookbook you know it, it's it's not like that it's there's a lot going in there there's there's a lot of thought that goes into a title there and i imagine people that are that are reading could uh, you know they can certainly get a lot out of it you just told me off mic that uh you were in the process of doing the audiobook i've never done an audiobook I've, I've you know i've written books but i um I, i'll tell you i've never done the audio book version of it and uh, it's a whole different process can you give us a little rundown of what you're going through
1: well you know I actually just started and it's such a learning experience for me the um, the organization I'm working with uh, is a man and a woman so they've got two voices they can do a solo voice a duet or a duel and so we just had a good conversation this morning on that And um, I had to send them some specific parts of the book that are a little tricky um, like certain dialogues. and then in the very last chapter, it's a little script that would take you through the process of an emotional meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> and so to, to kind of figure out what that would all entail in an audiobook, parts of it, you know, or you just you would imagine, oh, they'll just read through that. But when it's got different voices and characters and and uh, some background information to set the scene, I'm really curious. They're going to do a sample for me. So I'm really curious to uh, listen to that when that comes back in a couple days. Yeah. Again, so, so far, so good.
0: Yeah, but a whole different process than just writing the book and, and putting it. It's amazing. It, it just um I, I you know th- this sounds like a complaint but it never ends right i mean yeah. it's, uh, you're constantly doing, and then there's promoting the book and then there's uh, there's speaking going out and speaking answering questions uh, about yeah. the book and then somebody'll throw you a curveball and ask you something about a book you read you know you wrote three books ago you know and uh, and you're like oh am i fresh on it uh, is it all is it all fresh in your mind or do you need to do you need to uh, like rejuvenate once in a while on, on the other books written
1: Oh, you know, it's for me, it's a really good process to go back through every once in a while. I, uh, In fact, I did today as I was um, considering the audio recording. And, you know, this sounds, I, I do not mean to boast. I am not a boastful person. No. But as I read back through there, I'm like, dang, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> so I was really, um, and, you know, I've set it aside and I've been moving into other areas with the book and everything. But to go back through and to reread sections of it, it's exciting for me to do that. And another thing, I got a lot of irons in the fire right now. So, this audiobook, and I'm now creating a workbook that um, it, it would be a standalone. So, somebody could pick up the Art of Emotional Resilience workbook, and it's a, a summation of the information in a chapter. But then it takes you through a series of different and deeper exercises that you would just explore your own emotional process on your own, but with the guided prompts and some of those journaling ideas. And so I've had to really go back through and and pull from the main book, the salient parts that I would like to go into this, this workbook. And uh, so, yeah, I'm always revisiting and recycling the ideas.
0: Molly Dahl is the voice that you're hearing, Frank McKay here. You're just turning on your radio a little late or your computer a little late. Uh, Frank McKay here with the author of four books. She'll correct me if I'm wrong. It's been a couple of weeks since we spoke, but four books, four wonderful books. And uh, I'll tell you what, an educator. And I, I said it before, if. Uh, if you're about to say, or if your knee-jerk reaction is like, why didn't I have a teacher like that? Well, don't complain. Just buy the book. Right? You can Buy the <laughs> book, and, and we can learn what her students have learned. Uh, are your students, Molly? Are your students uh, excited uh, each time you put something out? And, uh, you know, for them to be able to say, hey, I study with Molly Doll is, is, is kind of a cool thing. But, you know, you're probably the first author that many of them will will ever meet maybe the only author that that many of them will ever meet and in a sense it's uh you know it's it's kind of a it's kind of a little hook uh that they have that i i think a hook of encouragement and it's like hey you know that my teacher my high school teacher is 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 an author and you know this is what she wrote and blah 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 and uh, you know did you experience any any of that
1: yeah and it's it's really fun and mostly it's through you know social media we you know we just it's such a great tool to connect on so many different levels and so when I post this work is out here or here's here's a new link to my website or whatever when I update I do I have a lot of students who go and and look and read and buy the book and I have uh one of my students who has become a psychologist and she orders everything i write (laughs) it's so great and she uses some of the ideas and the the concepts and practices in, in her practice and so it is it is really um a neat thing and actually this morning as i was reading back through the art of emotional resilience in the big chapter on love there's um one of my experiences when I was taking my master's degree and, and then how I had to apply that to my students and um, the student I use in the book, she is one of the ones who I am connected with still on social media. She doesn't know it's the story about her, but you know she's always so excited when I put out something new and And so it's, it's, I don't know, it's just a neat thing that we impact each other's on such a profound level, and then we can stay in contact with each other and keep growing together
0: you know it's it's a passing side note but i uh, i'm still stuck on my student is a psychologist you know it's like yeah i know <laughs> that's kind of cool right you know my uh, my former student is a psychologist right now you know you just kind of casually said that, that uh, you know i i wish i could say that you know i don't have students that are I, I don't have students you know but the thing is i it's you know to me it's uh it, you know when when you kind of pass on to the next uh, generation and you know they're using things that you're writing it's uh, it, you know it it's it's got a lot longer grasp or a longer reach than uh, than you think of and and as you're getting more and more known and people are picking up on this who knows who's who's teaching their clients or their patients or their their students you know, concepts that you picked up. I mean, it's like a, you know, it's like a tree and, and that it's constantly growing branches. And, you know, it's kind of, that kind of sticks out to me. My, my student the psychologist, because you don't know how many lives you're going to be able to touch with that. I don't know. I, I just find that to be very cool.
1: Yeah. You know, I do too. And I, I like this idea, your analogy of a tree and it's super interesting. I, it just makes me remember some of my experiences with my own teachers and coaches. And as I was going through, <clears throat> I guess it was my positive psychology work and doing the gratitude letters. You know, I wrote a gratitude letter to my, um, my college basketball coach and it, it was so impactful to him that um, he posted it on the bulletin board outside his office at the university near the gym. <laughs> and then one of the one of the players took a picture of it and sent it to me and she said, hey, coach posted this. I thought it was really cool that you wrote him that letter. And so I think it, you know, just the way that we can apply knowledge that we have, you know, we've learned it, but we've experienced it. And then we apply those principles. And, and that's kind of that ripple effect of how we do create positive change by sharing the goodness. And we never know where it's going to end up. You know, we just never know how many generations down the road our shared experiences will impact.
0: You you know, you mentioned, and again, Molly Dahl is the voice that you're hearing, author Molly Dahl. Uh, Let me let me ask you something. You you mentioned going back and reading your your old work. Do you look for are are you looking for, um, I I don't know, uh, evolution? Are you looking for evolution in your in your thoughts and your mind—are you—are you looking to see if you still agree with some of these uh, beliefs, or if they are—if—if uh, if you've kind of expanded on it, do you go in with that attitude, or do you, or do you go in blindly and just uh, you know read and just uh, and, and just kind of go with the the moment? As you know, you you mentioned in the past, current time, um, how do you go about that?
1: You know, a little bit of both, Um, and I really appreciate the perspective on that first part you mentioned, going in and looking for growth and how things have changed, and is my perspective still the same? Um, Again, I got a lot of irons in the fire, and one of the really cool projects I'm doing now is my Youth Positive book that was published in 2016. There has been, you know, of, of course, growth and development and further research in positive psychology. So I am redoing that, and as I go through and read, it is with that lens of, okay, how have things changed, What, which of those concepts are still really pertinent to high school students today, and how can they be modified to fit today's, you know, teenager a little bit better, because they're different than, than they were, you know, in 2016, for sure. And so this project with revamping the youth positive, instead of one book, I'm breaking it apart into the youth section. So youth is an acronym. Y is you, you know, kind of who are you? What are your strengths? What are you good at? Your outlook on life, your understanding of how you fit into the big picture of life. T is together, your relationships, and H is happier. So each of those will break apart into their own kind of like a workbook and revamp to what's happening in the current research of positive psychology, what's happening in the, you know, in this world where education is so different, where, you know, a lot of learning is online now and the classroom is different and that kind of thing. So it's a fun process. Uh, and as I look through some of the stuff will definitely have to change. And some of it is, you know, it's that timeless wisdom that is the guide that doesn't change.
0: So. Yeah. I, you know, I, I once, and I'd share this with you, um, uh, you know, when I'll, I'll text it to you, but somewhere along the line, maybe 30 years ago, it, I, I wrote out a guide and I, just a, a very shorthand version of, of, of a guide of what would make one uh, to be very well-rounded. Right, a well-ordered oh. individual and it, it it's you know starts with uh you know health you know and it starts with um you know financial success and professional success which is two different things and and it goes on from there and i've i've used it i i didn't realize i've been using it so long but i use it to gauge what i uh, what i do and i've never you know i've shared it with individuals and friends like that but do you have anything like that uh, that you started out with? Uh, did you start out with a a, a guide, your own uh, set of uh, principles that you said, okay, here are my absolutes, or uh, do you? And again, current time. I don't. Know, I I don't think it's mutually exclusive to say, well, no, I live in current, current time, uh, and and yes, <laughs> I have a guide. But uh, do you? Is, is that too forced? to do in your, in your opinion? Or is that, uh, is that a good thing to do? You know, kind of lay out some, uh, some basic guidelines to live your life by.
1: You know, I think it's a really good idea. I think it's actually critical to move forward, to make progress, to end up in this place of thriving and flourishing. And I also think as critical as it is to have your own personal guidelines, kind of like the desiderata. Remember that poem? It's that great big long thing, and I can't even think of um, one of the phrases on it now, but you see it a lot of times in restaurant bathrooms (laughs) and stuff like that. Um, But to have this set of guidelines for yourself that can guide you, direct you, keep you, so to speak, between the lines on the road, And I really think that as you establish those for yourself, knowing that they're your anchor, but giving yourself flexibility to be available to possibilities that open up. Because I think sometimes we can be too rigid on ourselves, have too strong of a personal checklist, so to speak, but I think without it, we kind of flounder and wobble around a lot. uh what would be on my personal checklist? um honesty and truth is like right up there at the very top authenticity um I've uh never been accused of being uh inauthentic and fake. <laughs> and so that's for me, that's one of my strong points that i've that has been Molly doll all the way through um and so I think as we go through this process of looking at ourselves and, you know, looking where we are good and strong and where we have areas for growth, I think that our strengths and our values can be really good directional indicators of what that personal checklist would look like. I don't think it looks the same for every person. I think, as a matter of fact, if it did look the same for every person, it would probably be detrimental. But I do think there are, there are some factors that should be the same for all of us because we are all human on this shared planet. And I think that some of those just very basics are, you don't lie to me, I won't lie to you. You don't steal from me, I won't steal from you. And you don't hurt me and I won't hurt you. As the very basis and you know platform of what we live from. And then from there, creating that to match your own unique genius. You know, for me, it's authenticity for you. It might be creativity to flow with a moment and being different in every situation, but still honoring who you are. But you're super fluid and super flexible. So I think it's a personal thing with some commonalities.
0: You know, another thing I've I've always said, and and it's one of these uh, these absolutes, if that's the right word, that I've always uh, gone with and, and my wife is in agreement uh, we have four children, and we always said to them, listen, every, or I, I would say, you know, just speaking for myself, every setback that I've ever had in my life, I could trace back to a decision that I've made or a mistake that I've made. Now, that doesn't mean I should beat myself up about it. I, I should forgive myself. I should, uh, I should move on, learn from it, move on. But I, th- there's a sense of responsibility for everything that has gone wrong with me now. By the way, there are people that uh, that uh, that have terrible diseases that yeah. uh, that obviously they didn't they didn't do anything to to cause that disease, you know. And and uh, yeah. let's let's take that out of the equation. But the other part of it, uh, what would you say to to me or or say to my wife um, from an outsider looking in? Is that a healthy thing to say to children? Um, yes. And here is
1: what I i would also add that is authentic and real to human experience but so often we don't say it to each other we don't teach it to our kids you will fail (laughs) you know it's a fact of life and you will fail and sometimes you're going to fail miserably and it's really going to excuse my french it's really going to suck yeah but that's how you learn and to to not recognize the reality of failure is setting us up for huge suffering huge I mean maybe more than anything else in life thinking that I'm never going to fail and then when that failure does come because it will if you're not prepared you have zero skills to manage that but if we you know if we share with our children hey listen you will fail and you will be able to trace it back to some decision that you made. And it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that you are bad. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It's just a fact of being alive as a human being on the planet. And it's glorious. It's glorious. Your failure is an opportunity for you to look deeply at how you know you believe and how your values guide your decisions or don't, because sometimes. We live a very value-based life, but we goof, right? Yeah. And we get outside of our values and make a rash decision. And sometimes it's because we're emotionally upset, right? Or sometimes we have too much pressure going on. We're exhausted. You know, all these things that happen. And we, we step outside of our values and we make a decision that ends up wrong. We fail. And so to take a look at that and say, oh, that, that was my reality of when I made that decision. Maybe I better not do that again. Maybe that's a reminder to me that if I am really exhausted and tapped out and have four projects going on in the same day and someone asks me for a big critical yes or no, you know what? I can't answer that today. I have to get back to you. I need to sleep on it. And really honoring who you are and the way that you make decisions and, you know, People can wait 24 hours for a big yes or no. You know what I mean? And so to be able to um, recognize, okay, I failed, go back through my process, look and see where I might make a change in the future. That's growth. That's human development and progress. And if we don't teach our kids that, oof. So I think it's very wise for you and your wife to say, hey, listen, You're going to make some decisions, and it's really useful to go back back through and reflect. That's where you're going to grow. And then as parents, we're right here to support you. You know, talk it through with us, journal it, you know, talk it through with one of your buddies. We are always here to support you. And that's how kids grow, and that's how they actually become thriving adults. When you leave a kid to their own devices, I don't know, sometimes it doesn't work out so well.
0: (laughs) Molly Dahl. Is the author of four books, four wonderful books, uh, including her latest, which uh, is in the process of being an audio book as well. Uh, but uh, it'll, it'll take a little bit, a little bit of time. But the name of the book is The Art of Emotional Resil- Resilience An Everyday Guide to Resisting Reaction, Cultivating Compassion, and Gracefully Managing Yourself. Uh, Molly th- let's uh, you know last time I asked you uh, something about the cultivating compassion let me ask you about resisting reaction and uh, that part of the uh, the subtext and the subtitle uh, resisting reaction and, and look if, if we want and maybe this is the simplest uh, form of, of, of that. Uh, concept but i if i walk into a store and somebody is mean to me or some i perceive somebody is mean to me somebody is nasty to me i don't have to go back and be nasty to them again i could choose to smile and walk away i could choose even to try to cheer that person up right i could cheer and i, I and and again i i think you've touched on this i could choose to say hey I don't know what's going on in that person's life, but it might not be me and it might not be them. But uh, this is they're having a terrible day and and everything else. But uh, is uh, is there something that we could we could walk away from here from this conversation today, uh, knowing that will get us through that kind of thing or road rage, you know, instead of. Firing back the middle finger at somebody who cuts you off—is uh, there something you could tell us? Uh, how how to resist reaction? How to uh, how to best handle that?
1: Yeah, that's um, so resisting reaction. The reaction happens on an automatic, super patterned neural circuit, <laughs> and so so to resist that reaction, this is going to take a little bit of oomph. This is going to take your backbone and the one of the first things is to just tell yourself this is not personal you know this person being mean to me in the store cutting me off in traffic it's not personal where we get in trouble and we really get into that reaction mode of just flying off the handle is because we take things personally but of course that's how that's our lens to view the world right No one else has the same perspective we have. And so my whole experience is my lens. And so I can train myself for my first thought to be, Oh, it's not personal. It's not about me. Especially if it's somebody you don't know, like someone in traffic for heaven's sakes, right? They're, they're not being mean to you on purpose. They're not cutting you off on purpose. And so don't take it personal. And when you can, bring that to mind and again a habit is repeated over time and so make this your new habit when somebody gives you the stink eye in the grocery store and you normally would say hey what's up with you buddy or whatever or in traffic you flip them the bird let your first pattern response instead of reaction be oh it's not personal And then you have, then you create this little mental bubble of space to take perspective and then you can say, Oh, well maybe they're having a bad day. Like you just mentioned, maybe I can lighten, lighten their load. Maybe I can bring a a smile to them. You know, maybe I can slow down a little bit and let the guy in, in front of me. And so resisting that reaction is knowing your patterns. And traffic. I use traffic in the book as an example. This is a really, really good place for you to start paying attention to your reactions, right? Yeah. And then having this idea: oh, it's not personal, right? They don't know me. I don't know them. They're just in a hurry. Maybe they didn't. Maybe I was in their blind spot. Whatever. Giving the benefit of the doubt, and then having perspective, right? Oh, you know what? I, I'm a little early. I have time. I can put on the brake instead of. You know going up their tailpipe or whatever and then that idea in the grocery store you know this is our shared space of humanity is the grocery store everybody has to go to the grocery store right maybe you know you run into the same people because you shop at the same time every week (laughs) maybe you have your favorite checkout person the grocery store is our shared humanity and if we can be kind to each other in the grocery store It's a really good starting point to move that kindness out to other realms that we find ourselves in. And again, to just look each other in the eye. It's really easy to be snarky and nasty if you don't look at someone's face. (laughs) But when you look at them in the eye, there's this little thing called a micro moment of shared experience. And eye contact reminds us That we're human beings in this whole thing together and it's a little bit harder for us to be mean and snarky if we recognize the humanity of another person and so that can help us just respond instead of react
0: you know i always say you know and you and, and we we talk about judgment and we're it was so quick uh, so often to uh, to judge somebody else and we're not close enough to see what's actually going on and yeah. you know there's there's the example of of if you've ever been chased by a bee if you you know you're swinging at it and you're and you're dancing mm-hmm. away from it and you're dodging and you're doing all kinds of, imagine what people across a football field are thinking of you right? They're yeah. watching just a maniac, <laughs> just reacting or, or, or walking into a spider web, right? You walk into a spider web, like, what? what is that guy doing? As you get closer, you, you realize, right. uh, you know, you realize that, you know, something's actually happening. Something's happening that's causing that person to react like that. They're not just uh, just going crazy. They're, they're, <laughs> they're actually, uh, there's something causing it. So uh, again, I, I think, listen, uh, congrats on on all of your success. Uh, it's it's going to be a, a, a process, and I, I'm sure you're going to enjoy and get a lot out of the process. What can you leave us with before we let you go? And and again, what's the what's the next week look like for you? Are you all all about audio? um book or, or are you is that just part of your process is there a lot going on are you writing are you writing the next thing are you, you know, just doing interviews what's your uh, what's your reality look like for this week
1: oh it, it's a little bit of everything um a little bit of the audiobook, a lot of the workbook. Um, I'm kind of putting my nose to the grindstone to get that workbook done and ready. And it's really cool. And I'm actually doing all of the design and layout on my own, <laughs> which is really super fun. So when it's yeah. ready and, and, you know, out on the market, it'll be um my whole thing all my own graphic design and layout and of course content so I think I'm having most fun with that because I'm getting into that creative artistic side of the design and layout which is great learning curve for sure um and then I'm revamping Uh, my youth positive so stand by for that because that's going to be a that's going to be a really big like I'll probably do like a launch thing or something and I'll have a a very updated website and a lot of online content there and that so yeah it's just uh, a lot of um, development all the research is done right now so it's the development and content creation yeah
0: yeah well listen (laughs) Uh, great great stuff can't wait to speak to you again. And again, Molly Dahl, thank you very much for being here.
1: Thank you, Frank. Have a great afternoon.
0: And to everyone there listening, you can hear us on 124 different outlets. And uh, Molly Dahl is uh, it, it, a part of the uh, latest installment of Molly Dahl. Uh, you could hear uh, three other interviews uh, with her. You could, uh, I We encourage you to binge listen to all of them. She always has something uh, amazing to say. The Art of Emotional Resilience is the name of the book. Everyday Guide to Resisting Reaction, Cultivating Compassion, and Gracefully Managing Yourself. book says it all. Uh, Three other books to her credit, and, and you'll soon be able to get this one in audio form. Frank McKay signing off. Molly Dahl has been our very special guest. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down.